All right, here we are, Fritz Berger, bloodandfaith.com. It's the weekend, and uh, we're going to get started. It's Friday evening, and I've been, re- I've been reading, believe it or not, I read what I write, and I've been noticing trends in what I write. One of the th- trends that I have that I'm going to keep harping on, it's on my heart to do so, is war. The war that we are in, we're currently in a war in Europe, and we're in a war domestically, and I think the war domestically is worse than the war over there, but I think the war over there is going to come home as well. And I would be remiss if I did not remind my listeners of that. Uh, there's a saying uh, in, in, in the Boy Scouts, be prepared. It doesn't hurt to be prepared. Um, things are not trending in a friendly direction. The other thing I'm noticing is my writings are becoming a little more focused in ways that uh, it's, it surprised me a little bit, and every once in a while I'll, I'll step back and say, okay, this is what you said, Fritz. Do you mean that? Uh, it's just where you're at. And it's like, well, let me check. What do the Holy Scriptures say? <laughs> what do the Holy Scriptures say? Who is this man, Jesus Christ? Who is this God Emperor? What does his word say? How, how does it describe how he is? Am I loyal to that? Am I loyal to the description of Jesus Christ as, as, as the word of God says from Genesis through the Revelation? That, that is my question. That is my standard. That, that, is my, that is what I want to know. Am I accurately reflecting the nature and character of Jesus Christ as revealed from Genesis through the Revelation? Yes. Yes, I am. That is the conclusion that I've come to, and should that ever change, I will change what I write and I will change what I say. Until then, I will never apologize. I will never back down. I will never modify. I am getting, well, I put a meme up. I created my own meme. I copied somebody else's and I changed it. I basically said, Fritz, who radicalized you, man? You're just this nice guy. <laughs> I know, and I've repented of being a nice guy. I've stopped being a nice guy. I was a pleasant, inoffensive man once upon a time. And then I woke up. And you know how I woke up? I read the Holy Scriptures. I read what Jesus Christ said. I read to read. I told you the story before, but I had somebody on my case years ago because I was, you know, I wasn't very Christian. Racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, groupphobic, intolerant, device, fanatic. He says, Fritz, just read the red. And, and I was like, okay, I'll read the red. Yeah, John 8, 44, hello. Revelation 2, 9, hello. Revelation 3, 9, hello. Jesus Christ radicalized me. It wasn't somebody, some other person. It wasn't some other book. It wasn't some other website. It was Jesus Christ. It was what the Holy Scripture said. That radicalized me. And I'm still... I'm, st- I'm still being radicalized. I'm getting more radical. Jesus Christ was clear. You have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And you can, you, I mean, Jesus Christ showed up in the flesh and people still didn't believe him. I mean, let's put it that way. He rose from the dead and people still didn't believe him. He, he rose other people from, he raised Lazarus from the dead and still people didn't believe in him. You got to have eyes to see and ears to hear, man. It, it, other than that, it don't matter. It's going to go in one ear. He preached the same message to, to the Jews as to, the, 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 to everybody else, the Galileans. 
Some heard, some don't. Some had ears to hear and eyes to see. Others like, no, no, we're, we, we will not hear this. We will not see this. Church is that way today. The, 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 the evangelical church is that way today in 2023. No, we're not going to see this. We refuse to see this. We refuse to see what Jesus Christ said. We will not. We will not hear what he said. And you can read it. You can say it. You can preach it. You can write it. But they don't have, they, they refuse to. They will not. Am I on the right track? Yeah, I am. My, my, according to my conscience, I'm on the right track. According to what I understand from the Word of God, I am on the right track. I'm, I'm getting more on the right track as I go on. I, and and I, had a, I had a, forgive me for, well, I'm not bragging. Last Sunday, the 1030, the regular sermon that I do on a Sunday morning. Let me tell you something. I scare myself. And it's not me, it's... The Word of God scares me. The, the Holy Scriptures scare me. And I'm, I'm teaching about what the Holy Scriptures say, and I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of this God-man, Jesus Christ. It's like, I'm telling you, it, it's, it scares me. I'm terrified. You guys have no idea who He is. You have no idea who this God-Emperor is. If you want to know who He is, go back and read Genesis. Go back and, and read Joshua. We were doing Joshua on Sunday. You ever heard of the Great Flood? Oh, I don't believe in the Great Flood. No, there's a Great Flood. Everybody died except the eight that were on the ark. Who commanded that flood to come into being? Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. Jesus Christ wasn't invented 2,000 years ago. John chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, He is the Creator. Jesus Christ is the Creator. He said it Himself out of His mouth. He said, before Abraham was born, I am. That was long before the nation of Israel. The ancient nation of Israel, not the uh, not the posers today, not the people that have stolen somebody else's name today, not the liars of today that are of, according to Jesus Christ of the synagogue of Satan, with their six-pointed star. Acts chapter seven said, "Hey man, even back then he says, you brought out the star of your god Ramphah." How come there's no cross? There's, it, it, uh, those that serve the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of David, they have a cross on their flag. The cross of Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ pre-incarnation that Jacob wrestled with when he wrestled with the, the man. It was Jesus Christ that spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden. It was Jesus Christ that gave the law to Moses. Oh, I don't believe that. That was to God. No, Jesus Christ is God. Well, I don't know about that. Jesus Christ said, I and the Father are one. Disciples said, oh, I just want to just show us the Father. Jesus says, I've been with you three years and you don't believe me. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In Him, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. In Jesus Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. He's the exact character and nature and represent, representation of the Almighty God. All the fullness of Almighty God dwells in Jesus Christ. 
And when he sends the flood, and when he sends Joshua in to slaughter every man, woman, and child, man, I'm telling you what, you need to fear that man. You need to fear that man. And if the man shed his blood for our sins, oh my God, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How shall we escape? This man who flooded the earth, this God who ordered Joshua in to slaughter all the Canaanites, the evil people, this Jesus Christ who said, bring my enemies here, those who refuse to let me rule over them and slaughter them in my presence. That's Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changed. Jesus Christ has never changed. And he terrifies me. You want to know the character and nature of Jesus Christ? Go look what he told, told Joshua to do. Go look at the great flood. Go look at the blood sacrifices in the book of Leviticus and the, and the, the gallons, the barrels the tubs of blood that were shed and the intimate nature between the atonement and the atoned. They had to lay their hands on the head of these animals as they slit their throats. You ever, you ever slit the throat of a large mammal? I hunt, so I have. It's, it's kind of personal. And there's a lot of blood. And when the life goes out of the animal, you can see the moment the life twinkles out when their eyes go dark and their eyes go dull. There's a reason those are the Holy Scriptures. There's a reason they're there. So many Christians say, oh, well, that's the Old Testament. That's why I refer to it as the Hebrew Scriptures and the Greek Scriptures, not the New Testament and the Old Testament. There is an Old Testament, there is a New Testament, but it's not referring to the Scriptures themselves. The Old Covenant was based on the blood of bulls and goats. The New Covenant is the blood of Jesus Christ, the eternal covenant. The eternal covenant, and without the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ, there's no forgiveness of sin. There's none. There is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. None whatsoever. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? This is the man who said, bring these men that didn't want me to rule over them and slay them in my presence. That's Jesus Christ. That's Jesus Christ. That's not some other God. That's Jesus Christ. You think he changed? He's a guy that shows up on the white horse with the angels behind him. Not in front of him, behind him. He's leading the charge, baby, and he's got a sword. He's got a sword, and the slaughter will begin. He's the one that treads out the wrath of the Almighty God. He's the one, he, 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 he treads out the wrath of the Almighty God. And we treat him as if he's a little trinket that we get on Christmas. Oh, look, here's a candy cane off the branch. Here, have one. Oh, isn't that cute? That's so nice. I'll throw it in the drawer, and maybe I'll lick it someday. Church has no idea who he is. And, and if the church doesn't, how the, how's the world going to know? The church has dumbed down Jesus Christ. So not even the church has any respect for him anymore, let alone the world. That's on the church, man. That's on the church. That's on the pulpit. Fear him. Jesus Christ said it. He said, He said, do not fear those who can kill the body, 
Don't fear them. You fear him who can cast both body and soul into hell. He's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. And the church preaches the cotton candy God. Come as you are, loves everybody, loves the homosexual. Jesus Christ said, hey, look, the people that I invited, the people that I invited to the wedding feast, they're not going to come. They're not coming. So compel people. Go bring people in. Go whoever. Bring them in. My house is going to be full for this wedding. Wedding gets full up. Jesus Christ goes in there. God goes in there. Father the groom goes in there. The head dude goes in there. He's looking around at these guests. He looks at some of these guests. He says, what are you doing here? The, guest, the, the jaw of the guest drops. He tells, tells his servants, he says, get this guy out of here. Throw him out into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Who do you think sends men to hell? Who do you think does that? The devil? Jesus Christ is the judge of souls. It's Jesus Christ that's the judge of souls. Not some man, not the, certainly not the devil. devil's going to end up in the lake of fire. This Jesus that, that we've preached, we've dumbed down Jesus Christ in order to make him inoffensive to the Antichrist. And the church has been ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ, ashamed of who Jesus Christ is, as revealed from Genesis through the Revelation. And the church picks and chooses little scriptures, little scripture here, little scripture there. And they've done what the Jews have done. They've done what the Jews have done. They said, oh, we don't, we don't like the Torah. We don't like the writings of Moses and the prophets. We have this oral tradition. We, we, they invented an oral tradition that reinterprets the scriptures to their pleasing. Jesus Christ hated these people. He hated them. Oh, Jesus loves everybody. He hated them. How, what, what does it mean when you look somebody in the face and says, you are of your father the devil? Is that love? Oh, but God is love. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're taking something and you're twisting it. That's what Satan did to Jesus Christ during the temptation. He quoted scriptures to Jesus' face. And Jesus says, you rascal, you're twisting what is good. This is the God that separates the sheep from the goats. He says to the sheep, come in, come into the kingdom, man. To the goats, boom. They're cast into the lake that burns with fire. Oh, Jesus loves everybody. Jacob I loved. Esau I hated. You ever read the Psalms? Ever read the imprecatory Psalms? Praying for the destruction of one's enemies. That's inspired by the Holy Ghost. That's inspired by the Holy Scriptures. We need to start praying those over our enemies. Over the seed of the serpent. Who's the enemy? It's the seed of the serpent. It's the serpent and the seed of the serpent. Who's the enemy? It's the serpent and his seed. It's been true all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. It's been true all along. Church doesn't like that, so they reinvent it. They go, God loves everybody. Okay, okay, fine. You know, you're right. He sent his son to die for everybody. God so loved the world. Yes, this is true. 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So yes, there's a deep love, a deep love. There's a deep love, and he gave his Son, Jesus Christ, to the world, so that all who believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Shall not perish, shall not perish, shall not perish. For those that believe in him, but if they don't, they perish. So don't don't get the idea that this love is going to save you from the lake of fire. Don't get that idea. Do not get that idea. Is it right when a Christian said God's love you? Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ looked at a group of people and he says, You brood of vipers, how shall you escape the sentence of hell? How shall you escape the sentence of hell? So this idea of universal somehow love as if everybody wins the lottery. Everybody gets a free lottery ticket. Everybody has a winning lottery ticket. Unitarian Universalists are that way. There's one God. He loves everybody. Everybody's going to heaven. Yeah, God loved the world. God loved the world. But the Bible says it grieved his heart. The sin of man grieved his heart. And he, this is Jesus Christ speaking, by the way. Please don't mistake Jesus Christ as being a different God. It, he's one with the Father. And the sin of the world was so great, it says he grieved him. It grieved him. That is a heavy word. It's a heavy word. And he tells Noah, Noah, build an ark. And for a hundred years, Noah preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. He warned people. He warned people. And he said, repent of your evil day. He was a preacher of righteousness. And he warned people. And the fact that he, he built the ark took him a hundred years. Had a hundred years for people to know. Everybody knew, man. Everybody knew. Everybody heard the message. Everybody knew. And everybody was wiped out save eight. This isn't a different God. It's Jesus Christ. How shall we be saved if we neglect so great a salvation? The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Leviticus, man, gallons, barrels, bathtubs full of blood continually for the atonement of sin for the sons of Israel. And, and the new covenant replaced that. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Once for all, once forever. Man, outside of that, there is, there is there's, there's no salvation. There's nothing. Surely there's no other day. No, surely there's not another way. There was one ark, baby. There was one ark. That was it. You got on the ark or you didn't. There was one ark. Nobody repented. And the flood came and, and they were gone, wiped out. Started anew with the bloodline of Noah. Take the story of Moses. Moses comes down the mountain and, and they're having a party. They're having a big orgy down there. Moses is wroth. God is wroth. Let's be clear. Jesus Christ looked at Moses and he says, Moses, stand aside. 
Stand aside. I'm going to wipe these people off the face of the earth right now. I'm going to wipe them off the face of the earth, and I'll make a new nation out of you, Moses. It's Jesus Christ that spoke to Moses face to face as a man talks to his friend, and Jesus Christ himself said that no man has seen the Father. Who did Moses talk to? He talked to Jesus Christ pre-incarnation. And Moses said, He said, oh God, if you don't go up with this people, please strike my name from your book of life. You want to know why Moses is great? Right there. He is willing to give not just his life. That was decided when he went into Egypt. He was ready to die right then. He was ready to give up eternity for his people. Paul said the same thing. He loved his race. Paul loved his race. He loved his race. And he said, I would be damned if that would get them to convert to Jesus Christ. He loved his race, the sons of Israel, which are completely different than these people of the day that call themselves Jews, but are not. Jesus Christ said, stand aside, Moses. I'm, 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 I'm wroth. I'm going to wipe them out off the face of the earth. That's Jesus Christ. How shall we be saved if we neglect so great a salvation? How shall we be saved? How will we escape the wrath of God if we neglect the very blood of Jesus Christ? And if Moses was willing to have eternal separation from God for his blood, and when Jesus died on the cross, he says, my God, my God, where, where'd you go, man? Where'd you go? First time in all eternity, he didn't sense the presence of his father. He was willing to go there like Moses was. And he saw in mankind a race worthy. Not everybody, but the potential was there with Abraham sacrificing his son Isaac. And Moses, willing to be damned for his race. And Jesus Christ steps up. He says, okay, all right. Okay. I found a partner worthy of me. I found a partner worthy of me to be my partner, my mate, my bride, the church that's worthy because of Abraham, because of Moses. We deprecate who Jesus Christ is. We deprecate his blood. When we tell fantasy stories of who, who Jesus Christ is, that's not based on the Word of God. Creating stories to please the Antichrist. Creating stories to please those who reject Jesus Christ. Creating stories to dumb down Jesus Christ as somebody who is inoffensive. Jesus Christ is offensive. Trust me on this. He's offensive. 
That's why Jesus Christ says, blessed are those who are not offended in me. Blessed are those who are not offended in me. You want to be offended? Jesus Christ went out of his way. I won't say he went out of his way to be offensive, but he certainly didn't go out of his way to be inoffensive. You've heard the story that double minority with special needs child that, that Jesus just said, you're up. I don't have time for you. Canaanite woman, female, not of the household of Israel, had a special needs kid, kid had demons. Oh, Jesus, help me, help me. Ignored her, completely ignored her. Wouldn't that have been a great time for, for uh, virtue signaling? Look at me, look at me. Uh, I'm tolerant and diverse. He ignored her. And she just kept haranguing him. Finally, he turns around and says, look, I, <laughs> I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and you ain't it. I can't believe he was so intolerant and insensitive to the minority woman and her special needs child. Well, he was. He was. She kept haranguing him and haranguing him. And Jesus said, hey, man, it ain't good to throw, to give the food to the dogs. It's meant for the kids. Called her a dog to her face. Well, I just, he was, uh, you know, insensitive and, and discriminatory. And the woman humbled herself. She says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But even the dogs get scraps from the master's table. And Jesus Christ healed her kid. Jesus Christ healed her kid. How shall we escape if we neglect so greatest salvation how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation there is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ for the Jew for the Muslim for the Hindu for the atheist there is no salvation outside of God himself which is Jesus Christ there is no salvation outside of God himself which is Jesus Christ if you want to honor the father you will honor the son Well, I just can't believe that. Fine, don't, don't, fine. It's an honor to bend the knee before the Son of God, before the King. It's an honor. It's a glory. It's the greatest and most honorable thing you can do with your life. Does it take humility? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure it does. Oh, yeah, it takes humility. I had somebody once said, oh man, I just with, I wish I had the faith like you. you. you got more faith than me. Hey baby, everybody starts at the same spot. It's not some magic thing. Everybody starts at the same spot. you got to humble yourself and believe. you got to undo what Eve did. What did Eve do? She said, you know what, I can figure this out for myself. I don't need to listen to Adam. I don't need to listen to the man. I don't need to listen to some man. He says, he says what God says. I don't know. I'll figure it out for myself. The, the devil says, yeah, you can figure it out for yourself. You can take the third path. Go ahead. You, you can be like God and you make those own decisions for yourself. Boom. Gone. Over the fall. Lost for eternity. Gone. Bye-bye. And sin enters in. Guess what? The man's still there. The man's still there. The man's still preaching. So here's what God says. Here's what God said. Well, who are you to tell me what God says? Well, Adam was there telling Eve what God said. 
You're going to hear the gospel by a man who's going to tell you what the truth is. I pray to God that the Holy Ghost works His magic and brings a conviction of sin that man can't do, that I can't do. That There are people work up, oh, you know, you're supposed to feel guilt. Listen, listen, man. The conviction of sin by the Holy Spirit is something entirely different than guilt. It's entirely different than feeling bad. And I'm telling you, someday, someday we're going to see revival in this land. And we're not going to want it. I'm telling you, I've read revivals. I've read revival. I've read the first Great Awakening and the second Great Awakening. I've read these things. And you're not, you don't want it. You don't want that to come. Because you're going to be terrified. Christian and atheist alike are going to be terrified. We pray for the revival of the Holy Spirit to come down. And when it comes, people are terrified. They're terrified. We're looking at a war here. I don't know what's going to happen with this war, but I'm not optimistic. I'm a worst-case scenario guy on this present war. I think good things are coming after the war. But you know what? There's going to be a house cleaning. And there's going to be a lot of blood. Innocent blood as well as guilty bloodshed. Church, don't get a pass, baby. You ain't getting raptured. You're not getting raptured out of this. You're not. Those false prophets and those liars who promise you to get raptured out of this mess are lying to you. Go back and read the book of Jeremiah. Go read the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah kept telling him, you're going to lose, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Babylon's going to, Nebuchadnezzar is going to take this place, he's going to burn it to the ground. Oh, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill him. They wanted to, the, 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 the prophets, the so-called prophets, wanted to kill Jeremiah. You ain't getting raptured out of this thing, man. I'm just telling you. Prepare your soul. I don't know. Do we live through it? I don't know. I, I'm not. I, look, everybody's time is short. Everybody's time is short. What do you need to do to get right with God? Only you know. Only you know. And 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 getting right with God is is the gift. It's a grace for, of God. Trust me on this. Isa sought. Repentance with tears, and he couldn't get it. Esau, Esau, Jacob's brother Esau, sought to repent with tears. No, none. It's gone. Forgive those that need to be forgiven. That's hard to do. Open up your mouth and speak the truth. Say what is right. You want you want gold in heaven? You want gold in heaven? Read about the church. It says, listen, you, you need to be buying gold for me, folks. You need to be buying gold for me. How does that happen? Fire and trial. That's it. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.